630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. from that angle before. Bear shot redirected behind Talbot. Poked in by Gagne, but it's going to be waved off. And now Talbot lands a couple of shots on Gagne. Yeah, there's history. There's history between Giordano and Gagne. goes after Mark Giordano and hit him twice. And now he's being held from behind. And now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Mangiapane and Jason. Giordano has Gagne wrapped up. And Matthew Kachuk and Ethan Bear are going to drop the glove. in full force. The first goalie fight ever in the Battle of Alberta. First one in the NHL since 2013. It was a crazy night. The Oilers get the win. 8-3 is the final over the Calgary Flames. Finally beating the Flames for the first time in four tries this season. No doubt the Oilers we're just the better team this evening. Shots 49-26. Edmonton also ties a team record for shots on goal in a period. They had 24 in the second frame. All four goalies played. Calgary had to change goalies twice because Talbot got kicked out for that fight. Leon Dreisaitl had four assists. He has an 11-game point streak, and he has 22 points during that streak. Kyler Yamamoto, another good game with a goal and an assist. And the Oilers are 8-1-2 and in their last 11 games, and they bumped their record up to 28-18-6 for the season. The Flames fall to 27-20-6. Well, that's a fun Saturday night. Thanks for joining us. It's Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford, 12 minutes after 11. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We'll have post-game reaction. We'll get to your phone calls as well. But, Rob, man, there, there is so much to talk about in this game. But the one thing that will be talked about for, I think, years to come, it's now part of the lore of both these franchises, not just the the big scrum that led to the Kachuk Bear fight at the end of the period, an actual goaltender fight. I mean, Smith clearly put it on the table by skating to center, Talbot unhappy, and away they went. Well, with the way that the, the last three games have gone, you, you knew fireworks were going to be part of any game that these teams were part of. And when it got a little out of hand there and, and things were going in front and Talbot throws three blockers, Smith had no choice but to come out to center and he stopped at center because he knows that he can't cross the line without causing more problems but he waited he's at one point when you watch the video you see him looking at his bench like all right you guys okay with me doing this because i'm ready for it give talbot credit he saw smith you saw the, the the overhead shows him undoing his glove slowly and getting out there uh i don't know if that would have happened had there not been the hype for the last few couple games but everybody was into it. i mean in the last two games we've seen Nugent Hopkins fight. We've seen the goalies fight. Uh, I mean, this, these are guys that don't normally go. We've seen Ethan Bear fight. Everybody is caught up in the moment of what is now the battle, a real battle of Alberta. It hasn't been like that for the last 13, 14 years. It is now, and again, it goes back to the fact that both teams are good. Both uh, teams are fighting for a division title. These games are important. These points are important. Therefore, the adrenaline, the emotion, and the intensity is heightened because of the importance of the games. Still 30 games left for the Oilers, but if they lose in regulation time tonight, they're in a wildcard spot. Mm-hmm. Instead, they win, and they're in second place in the Pacific. Vancouver, 64 points. 
Edmonton 62, Vegas 61, Calgary 60, Arizona 59, and Edmonton's next game is against the Coyotes. So that, that's another storyline. It's just how incredible the specific division race is. So you've, you've been in games where goaltenders have mm-hmm. fought. Let's not go back to your junior days where there were... 20, <laughs> there was lots of them, yes. Warm-ups, yeah. but, but certainly... I mean, even in the days in the 70s and 80s and early 90s when there was much more fighting in the NHL, it was still pretty rare to see goaltenders fight. So when you see your guy actually doing it... You start giggling. I mean, it's funny. Everybody gets excited to watch a fight, especially when you're not in it because it's way more fun watching. But it, there's something different when two goalies go at it because it's almost like the you go to some of those county fairs where you can dress up as the sumo wrestlers and you get into the pit and you're just fighting as a sumo wrestler it's just funny and that's what it looks like when re- when goalies fight the last one i saw that i remember well was a kid named rick DiPietro, first pick overall by the islanders his first ever pro game was for i was in chicago of the minors at that point and it was an exhibition game that was his first ever professional game and it was halfway through the second period he fought Smokey Reddick Pokey's little brother at center ice it's like all right welcome to pro hockey kid you're the first pick overall and here you are fighting in your first game uh it's the guys on the bench enjoy it but they get a giggle out of it having said that the way that Smith was throwing it it doesn't look like that was his first time doing anything like this he can fight and Talbot felt it so it was this was just to me one of those nights where it was uh, you thought you'd seen everything you thought this game had everything and then they throw a penalty shot into the game as well so it it was a a complete entertaining night for any Oiler fan I'm sure the Flames fans enjoyed part of it but for an Oiler fan this was a perfect evening 8-3, 8-3, Edmonton wins it tonight. Well, I, I I think Smith has replaced the toughness that maybe was lost when Lucic was treated to Calgary. <laughs> oh, you know anyway. what, before you go any further, Lucic, again, and I don't want to beat a dead horse on this, but Milan Lucic, uh, I like him. And his first year at Edmonton, he played very, very well, earned his contract exactly that year. what he was supposed to do. And then it went downhill for him for a lot of different reasons, but it went downhill. And the trade this summer for him for Neil. Uh, we we didn't think it was ever going to be made. We talked about it last year. There's no way you can get rid of that contract. But Calgary decided they needed some toughness in their lineup. They said, okay, Neil's not working out for us. We know what Lucic isn't going to give us the offensive prowess that he had shown before, but he's going to give us that it factor. He's he's going to give us. Uh, we're going to be able to stand up straighter. We know he's got us ba- got our back. Well, in the last three games between these two teams. They've been very emotional f- affairs. They've been uh, borderline dirty, nasty. Uh, and in those games, Matthew Kachuk, who I, I think is the Calgary Flames' second best forward. I think Lindholm's their best. Kachuk's their second best player. He's had to fight twice in those games. Milan Lucic has not... I, I, I don't remember a big hit. I don't remember him pushing anyone. I don't remember getting anyone's face. That was why the Calgary Flames got him for games like this. And if he's not doing it now, I mean, I'd be incredibly disappointed. And this was a game where he could have asserted himself. Because if Edmonton and Calgary, I believe both are going to make the playoffs now. If they're going to make the playoffs, they're probably going to see each other at some point. you got to send messages. And the Oilers did that tonight. And a lot of the Flames did too. But Milan Lucci, to me, was disappointing if I'm a Calgary Flame fan. That's my diatribe for the night. Oilers win 8-3 over the Flames. 57 penalty minutes for Calgary. 45 for the Oilers. Cam Talbot, the leader, with 21. (laughs) Mike Smith, second, with 17. So the actual penalties on that play, Talbot got two for leaving the crease, two for roughing, another two for roughing, five for fighting, and a game misconduct. And Kachuk got fighting on that sequence as well. For the Oilers... Bear got five for fighting. Smith got two for leaving the crease, five for fighting in a game misconduct. I was furiously looking up the rule book online. So if you... It, and Ganya got st- two. I think he got two as well. Ganya got two yeah. for roughing. Thank yeah. you, Rob. If if there is a secondary fight, you are kicked out of the game. See, I didn't goal, know that rule. Goaltenders or not. I, I was... I was pretty sure that was the rule, but mm-hmm. it happened so rarely. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, is that still the rule? And then the interesting thing... Mike Smith, if they would have enforced it, he 
it was a he. That's a penalty that he just came and stood at center. The rule book says if there's an altercation and a goalie leaves his crease. Yeah, but he did get that though because he got two no, minutes he did. for leaving that's the crease. I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So if Talbot had never, oh done, yes, if Talbot had never done anything and yeah. Smith had just gone to stand at center, technically that that would have been a penalty. Okay. So that's how that all broke. Okay, down. here's my question to you then: Had Bear and Kachuk just cuddled, and it was a minors double minors for roughing, and Talbot and Smith fought. What happens? The uh, other, I believe, other players serve, serve their penalties. penalties. They yep. just go back to net, don't yep. they? Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, that'd be other, funny. Other players serve goaltender penalties. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Man, what a night! Eight three, Edmonton wins, and, and we will talk about the action in the game because the Oilers were the superior team. I mean, I mentioned the shots. Maybe I didn't mention the shots. Forty nine twenty six in favor of the Oilers. The Japanese Village goal light is on. There's another good thing for you. So you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Triple A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. We turn that on whenever the Oilers score five or more goals in a game. And they got it going early. Yamamoto scored 29 seconds into the first period and then Cassian scored a minute five. It's 2 nothing, 65 seconds into the game. Well, the Oilers wanted to come out and have a good start. Uh, you know, it's funny, and, and Bob talks about it a lot, and we hear fans talk about the schedule. I think the Oilers are now 5-0 and on the back end of back-to-back. Yes. Long, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, everyone can throw the whole schedule thing out. Back-to-backs don't mean anything anymore because players actually are in shape nowadays more compared to when I played in the league. But the Oilers wanted to come out and have a good start. They, they've fallen behind the Calgary Flames and each of the, the losses they've had. And Calgary's a pretty good front-running team. They've got a, uh, a fairly solid defense that when they get the lead, they can shut you down pretty good. Tonight, the Oilers wanted to set the tone, and they did. They got in on the forecheck. They they weren't lucky goals. The other night uh, against St. Louis, they, they popped their second goal. was a, a horrible goal on Jake Allen. These weren't bad. These were good goals. These were well-earned goals. Uh, a pretty play by Yamamoto in front, putting the puck in the net. Cassie with a nice one-timer. And all of a sudden, a crowd that was really excited in Calgary really wanted to pump their team up. A minute and a half into the game, down two. And the Oilers quieted the crowd. And from then, they just kept pushing and pushing. This was a solid 60 minutes by the Edmonton Oilers. So Smith made 15 saves on 18 shots before getting kicked out. Koskinen, 8 for 8. Riddick finishes with 22 saves on 28 shots. He was pulled after allowing 4 on 17. Talbot made 19 saves on 21 shots. He made some great saves when he first came in coming in yeah but but the Oilers were just so persistent in that second period and no better example of the Nugent Hopkins goal that that made it 5-3 and and look I, I that whole line is is uh is doing great but again Dreisaitl's on fire and Yamamoto is extremely tenacious he, he's tenacious and when he first came up he, he played with with confidence where he wasn't afraid to make a play but he played safe, and rightfully so. You're getting your chance. You didn't want to blow it by playing outside of yourself. But now, not only is Yamamoto playing with confidence, he's playing with swagger. You know, he, he's not backing down against anyone. He's, he's tenacious on the forecheck. He's doesn't matter who it is, he's going after them. He's not afraid to be physical on players. He takes hits to make plays. And just some of the cute little plays he makes with the pucks and uh, the play to Nugent Hopkins. The last game, the, the the wonderful pass that he threw to 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 Leon Draisaitl to send him in there, he is, I mean, cemented his himself on the Oilers and on the Oilers line one dash A or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> like Yamamoto has been that good, and and another player we talked about. The game against Calgary on home ice, we got a phone call, and there were some people upset with the way that Leon Draisaitl played that night. Leon was not good in the Wednesday game on home ice. He wasn't. Uh, And he took a lot of heat, and we had one call that was really upset with him. In the two games since then, he has had six points and is plus seven. In the last two games, he has six points and plus seven in those two games. He was plus three, or plus four tonight. And with his one of 18 face-offs. Again, so Leon, Leon, the last two games, Leon Dreisaitl has been the best player on the ice, and the second best player on the ice has been Kyler Yamamoto in the two games. That line is, uh, it, it is amazing, and I, I don't, we never, we don't watch when the minor league games, so I haven't seen Yamamoto play in the minors, and we hear, okay, he's, he's capable, of, he's ready for the jump, he, you know, he, he, he's capable of making plays at the next level, but is his size going to be a factor? 
he has been he looks like he's a 10-year pro the way he's playing right now the way he's fit in and you can tell that his line mates love playing with him and that is huge the chemistry they've got is instant and that is why this team right now is so hard to play against because if you're going to match up against Connor McDavid well the other's hottest line is going to eat you alive if you match up against them well now all of a sudden Connor McDavid is going to go against your third fourth defenseman and he will eat them up Dry Seidel picked as the first star. These, this is off the uh, NHL game sheet, so what was announced in the arena. Dry Seidel, the first star. Yamamoto, the second star. Giordano, the third star. I'm going to give a player we haven't really mentioned tonight the fourth star. He had two goals. Connor McDavid <laughs> scored a couple of important goals in this game. And the fourth star is presented by West Point of Windermere, a private estate lot only community just off Terwilliger Drive. WhiteEagleHomes.ca. Oilers win it 8 Three. The uh, winning goaltender, the battling goaltender this evening is Mike Smith. Back to Calgary. Here he is. Old fashioned hockey right there. I don't know. Uh, obviously, he gets in, you know, Talbot gets in there and mixes up a little bit, throws some blockers. I didn't really like that too much. So um, I just kind of see what was happening there. He obliged. <laughs> I would think so. I mean, that was, uh, those are fun games to play in. You know, it's just not with all the fighting and stuff. Obviously, that's part of it, but just high-intensity hockey and, at, you know, especially end of January, early February, you're playing important games. Those are important points for a team. Our guys battled hard. We were, we were relentless tonight. Our forward group was, that was one of the best games we played up front um, all season long. We were hard on pucks, made it hard on them tonight, and uh, got rewarded because that, of it. That being said, Mike, nice to get one against these guys, uh, fourth tryout. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they've, they've kind of took it to us here the last, you know, three times we played them. Um, like I said this morning, I, th- I feel like we hadn't played our, you know, our best game against Calgary yet, and uh, tonight was a lot better. I thought we were, uh, we, our forward group, like I said, was carried the load tonight for our group, and um, you know, got 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 reward on the score sheet because of it. In the old days, this was a tonic for a team. Teams would brawl, and they'd all drink beer together and get closer. Is it still like that in 2020? There was a good feeling in here after this game. I'll just put it that way. There was a really good feeling after this game. There was a lot of the energy was was probably unlike we've seen this year from our group, and that can only make our, our group stronger in here and, and better as a team. So, I think there's there's things you can you can get out of games. There's a lot we can take from this tonight. We stuck together. We got a big win against a good hockey team and and uh, kept moving up in the standings. We didn't want to stir the pot between games, but Leon admitted tonight that he thought the stick flipped. That whole thing from Riddich was really disrespectful. As a goalie, what do you think of that? I I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start a, a media circus here. I think you know. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to play with Ritter, so I have a relationship with him. But um, he's he's a, a fiery guy, but sometimes it goes a little too far, and I think uh, sometimes what goes around comes around. Yeah, you won a two in your last eleven. You see happening. What's that? The team is eight one and two in the last eleven. What do you see? Sort of yeah, we changed a few things. Uh, structurally and and guys are really buying in you know I think uh, the depth of our team is showing um, guys are contributing um, that weren't early in the season and uh, you know guys are filling in for guys you know when they're hurt so I think we've had a good mixture of of different things that have made our team stronger in the last little bit and uh, we're gaining confidence to the team um, guys are coming together playing together and and getting wins because of it. So I think there's been a lot of good things that we've done over the, cut, over the course of the last, you know, three weeks to a month, and we want to continue that to be a playoff team. All right, and Mike Smith also giving you the adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Saying they had to make a few changes. Guys are buying in, and they are getting the results for sure. The Oilers up to 28-18-6 and six on the season. You can call us or text us at 780-496-0063. We will bring Toby on the open line. Toby, thanks for calling. Go ahead. I uh, just want to say that was a real good game. Big win for the Oilers. Sorry, I'm trying to get away from the radio. Um, just want to mention about 12 games ago when the Oilers were on a losing streak and uh, people were calling in why they're not bringing in Yamimoto. And uh, you guys said he wouldn't change the team anyways, but seems like it really did change the team. Um, that, that line is probably the one of the best lines in the league right now. 
all three of those players are similar kind of players that could steal a puck and battle there. So good for the team, good for McDavid. He could get off of some of the tough checking and big win for the Oilers. Yeah, really good, Toby. Well, and, uh, you know, I, I thought Yamamoto could have an impact. I didn't think he would have an impact to this extent. No. Uh, I mean, he's almost a point. He's got 10 points in 11 games now. No, I don't. Obviously, neither did and the like others. Said, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't look like he's up to 35 NHL games or whatever he's at. He looks like he's at 300. He's so been he's fantastic. Hey, it's funny. I just got, I was just showing, I got a, a buddy of mine sent me a, a picture he took of the game, and it's a picture of Darnell Nurse pointing to center ice for Talbot, showing him that, hey, our goal is at center ice if you want to go fight him right now. <laughs> it's actually a really cool picture. Uh, Talbot obliged, so it's kind of neat. 8-3, the Oilers win it. That means a $200 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca as it's 25 bucks for every goal the Oilers score going to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. So the Oilers uh, and Ascendant Financial <laughs> helping out uh, our great program here with the 8-3 win over the Calgary Flames. All right, we got to call a quick timeout. You're going to hear from Dave Tibbet and Leon Dreisaitl as we move along. 8-3 Oilers is the final overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Finally a clear by Noah Hannafin. Benning fell down. Ryan a breakaway. Shot to save made by Mike Smith. He does it to Derek Ryan again. Well, Derek Ryan has had three breakaways against the Oilers in the last two seasons. He has not been able to score. Smith beat him with the glove on Wednesday night. Last season, Ryan had Miko Koskinen down and out, and Koskinen threw his arm back at the last second to make the save. That's tonight's save of the game for Jiffy Lube, Be Wise, Winterize. Smith, the winning goaltender, even though he got ejected late in the second period as the Oilers beat the Calgary Flames 8-3. We mentioned Drysaddle, four assists. Yamamoto, one and one. Clefbaum, two assists. Haas had a goal and an assist. McDavid scored twice. Dreisaitl plus four. Uh, Chason got a 10-minute misconduct. Patrick Russell had six shots on goal tonight, as did Nugent Hopkins, who scored. I mentioned Dreisaitl 61% in the face-off circle. Every Oiler except Archibald had a shot on goal. Uh, who was the ice time leader? Clefbaum, 2345? Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, also, let's talk about, too, the, the penalty shot that... Yeah. I mean, the Oilers have a, a pretty well set in stone who their three shooters are in every uh, shootout that, that's gonna, they're going to happen have during the course of the season. But the move that Hawes made on his penalty shot, I mean, that was a, a confident penalty shot. That wasn't a guy going in there hoping to score a goal. That was a guy going in there knew what he wanted to do. He made Riddich look silly. And going forward, don't... Don't think not that the the Oilers coaching staff won't put that in the back of their their minds. Okay, if we have to, if we get past the first three, who else can we use? I think Gaten ha, ha, Katan Haas certainly impressed the coaching staff with the move that he made because that was that was pretty and just added insult to injury to Riddich in the Calgary Flames. And I know that it was brought up. Uh, Mike Smith was asked the question about it, and we talked about it after last game. The the, the flip of the stick after uh, he stopped Leon Dreisaitl. Players have long memories. They do. And anytime you do anything that shows up another team, and at the night that it happened, I'm like, okay, he, he was excited, and that's fine. But if you're going to do that, know that eventually there, someone's going to get their turn to put it back into your face. And to think the others did that, and they did it in a big way. 8-3, the uh, Oilers... Win tonight. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Robert on line three. Go ahead, Robert. Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Good. Um, while 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 I'll uh, I'll describe that game in two words. Uh, instant classic. That's how the uh, that's how, that's how the Battle of Alberta should be. And, and uh, if, if, if tonight tonight was any indication, if these two teams meet in the playoffs. We're, we're going to be in for a treat. I'll tell you that. But 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 uh, uh, aside from that, I I thought the like you guys touched on me tonight. They 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 came out. They 
they posed their will early, they asserted themselves, they they did exactly what they had to do to, to you know, to uh, send a message to, to the planes and saying, look, you guys, you guys may have gotten the first three, you know, don't think you're not capable of, of you know, of a, against, uh, you know, teams of your Dallas or so. Like the way I like the way the others not only started that like I like not only their their hot start but I like the way they asserted themselves and maintained that through the whole game and so I think uh, should be uh, uh, should be a fun ride here the last uh, 30 games going into the playoffs. Yeah, going to be a lot of important games along the way. Thanks for calling, Robert. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. A texter has just brought to my attention. That uh, Bob McKenzie, this is James writing in, Bob McKenzie from TSN has tweeted about you, Rob. Uh-oh. Uh, just talking about some Hextall moments and saying that <laughs> Hextall chasing Rob Brown for celebra- celebrating one of Hextall's underrated moments. I, okay, I didn't celebrate. It was the ninth goal. It made it 9-2. It was a playoff game. I hadn't had the opportunity to celebrate before he started chasing me. And he didn't catch me. I couldn't outskate many people in my career, but I could outskate a goaltender when I had a head start. So and saying I, you wasn't celebrating, Hextall started chasing you before you had a chance to. Yes. I'm tweeting that back to Bob. Tell Bob I didn't have my chance to celebrate. And actually that turned out to be an important goal because I think they, made, they came back and made it 9-7. It was just a typical 1980s playoff game. And you, and you guys never actually fought, right? Didn't they stop? I'm not going to fight him. Are you kidding me? Did he get killed to you, me. though? Did the lines, no, he didn't lines get cut him off? The lines, I think Shell Samuelson, the, the big the big Swede, cut him off before he got to me. He wasn't going to get to me. I was I was not fast, but I was fast enough not to get beat up by a goaltender. He was pretty That's fast, awesome. and he was tough. And he had to stick over his shoulder when he was chasing me. So, no, he was not going to catch me. Uh, John says, Rob, who was Lucic supposed to fight? The Oilers didn't instigate anything. Fight anyone. Grab somebody. Hit somebody. I mean, he was brought there to be a physical force. Um, he, he's got to be engaged. I mean, he's not going to do it w- with offense anymore. That's pretty obvious. I think he's got four points or four goals or five goals on the season. So he's got to be a physical force. Run someone. Run someone over. That's why the Calgary Flames... Uh, went out and got him. They took a really, really bad contract, hoping that he would add toughness to their lineup. And instead, they got Matthew Kachuk. Now he he has he deserves everything he gets, Kachuk. But he's had to fight twice, and he's one of their star players. So Lucic has got to fight someone, or at least grab someone and ragdoll him, send a message. He did not do that. All right, Oilers win 8-3 over the Calgary Flames tonight. Edmonton 8-1-2 in its last 11 games. We will go to uh, another Robert on line 5 tonight. Robert, thanks for calling. How you doing? Good. So, I got so many things I want to say, but I know you got a lot of people on the line, and I got a car full of rowdies here. Oh, my God, everyone. But I would say that was a decade's worth of highlight reel in a single game. And how do you like it when when your team has more fighters than they got goals? I mean, it was an awesome game. So, Rob, I got an impossible question for you. Okay. What was more entertaining, the game you saw tonight or when you went to see Hamilton? <laughs> oh jeez, thanks, Robert. <laughs> that, that is a good one because Hamilton was Hamilton was really really good. Um, they well Hamilton, I was there for it. This game, I was watching it on TV. I, I missed the atmosphere. It would have been crazy in Calgary tonight at the at the rink, especially in uh, the Oilers travel well with fans. So I, I don't know how many, but there would have been a large contingent of Oilers fans in the building tonight in Calgary. Those fans wearing their Oilers jerseys tonight would have had a really fun time cheering on, having a couple beers, and watching their team kick the snot out of the Calgary Flames. 8-3 is your final tonight. The clo- I mean, it was 2-0, it was 2-1, it was then 4-1. Calgary got to 4-3, and then Nugent Hopkins and Jones made it 6-3 before the uh, second period was over and before the uh, the fights happened there as well. By the way, uh, Jack Michaels' call, and we'll play it again tonight, uh, but it's, it's also out on the 630 Ched Twitter account. It's about just over a minute. Kellen County edited that for us. So if you just want to hear the Gagne poke, everything starting... Bear, Kachuk, the goalie fight. And what I love about that was 
Jack said, we have a goalie fight. Kachuk and Bear trade blow. Like, he was calling both, both at fights. the same time and didn't miss a beat. Yeah, I, it's funny. I, I thought he was going to have to take a paper bag or something to get his breath back at the end of it. Uh, it was an exciting night. It, and it, and I've been in dressing rooms after games like that, and we heard Mike Smith talk about it at the end of the game. There was a different energy in the room and something to continue to build off of. And there is. When you get into a, whether it's a fight night or a big win or a win against a team that you've struggled against, and all of that comes together in the dressing room, you do have, you're, you're bouncing in the room. We, I mean, the, the interview after the game, you could hear the music was just pounding out of the dressing room. Uh, that, everything that happened in tonight's game is a positive going forward. And the Oilers, again, pushing teams behind them in the standings just a little further away. And that is huge when you're in a playoff race. All right, let's go uh, back to Calgary. Here from former Oiler, now Flames goaltender, Cam Talbot. The score. Um, didn't like the fact that you know he comes in and uh, spears me when I'm on my back after the whistle. So, I mean, those in a game like that, those things just... Um, kind of sets you off, and I reacted accordingly. Probably not the, the smartest reaction on my part, but it was a highly emotional game, and my emotions got the best of me. You watched it, you were in it, and then you watched it. What, uh, where did you see this one getting away from the group? Um, you know, I thought that um, we made a push there in the second. We got a couple quick goals, make a 4-3, and then uh, it was just... You know, we just couldn't make the extra play to get out of our zone. They turned a lot of pucks over in our zone and continued the zone time and, um, you know, got a lot of chances from there. So um, just a little better execution on our part and just moving the puck out and not giving their guys secondary opportunities because they, their offense is too good. Did you feel like there was an obligation to uh, meet Smith in the middle since he was already there? It was just, again, one of those things is an emotional reaction. Um, I was already kind of in a couple scrums, and then I saw him standing there. So it was just, yeah, one of those things. Just react to it, and you know, I didn't expect to get thrown out of the game for it. I thought it was just more of a five-minute major kind of thing. But um, unfortunately, Ritter had to go back in there, and I feel bad that uh, I made that decision and put him in that spot. You've been in a fight before? No, never. Uh, in juniors, I fought a player once, but you know, not nothing at this level. Did it surprise you just the way this whole game unraveled? The score, one thing, or breakdowns is another, but just everything that was going on. Yeah, I definitely didn't expect the outcome to be what it was. Expected, a, you know, a closer game like the the first few, but yeah, like you said, things just kind of got away from us and just kept unraveling. Apparently, that was the first goalie fight in the Battle of Alberta. Does that surprise you at all? A little bit, given the the history of the two teams, but. You know, they've obviously had a, a long history of, um, you know, fights and stuff like that. I didn't expect it to be the first goalie fight, but again, it was a, an emotional reaction on my part. Probably not the best decision, but, you know, it is what it is now. All right, that's Camp Talbot of the Calgary Flames as uh, he comes in for Riddick in the second period, gets in a fight, and then is ejected, so Riddick comes back in. Edmonton beats the Flames 8 3 this evening in a memorable game here on 630 Chet. <coughs> We have Dustin online too. Dustin, you're also going to finish the play, but go ahead first. What's going on, boys? What a great night! I think Stop was right. There's a lot of Oilers fans jacked up. I'm still just pacing around. But my question is: Gagne pokes the puck, and before all that melee happens, it actually looked like he got that puck before the whistle. There wasn't really a replay of it till into the third period. I want to know where's the refing on that? Just because there's a whole bunch of fights to sort out, and then what you guys think about it? I don't know if you've had a look. Well, the, the from I mean, Talbot just said that the whistle went and then it was poked out. To me, the, the I thought the whistle had gone, so I they never showed a replay, so I wouldn't think anything else. So well, I if think there they was, did, but we were watching yeah, other things. Yeah, if <laughs> if the referees had any doubt, they still would have gone upstairs. But my guess is either the whistle went or he was in the midst of blowing the whistle, which also constitute okay. the whistle being gone. So yeah. that's my end. You didn't see the Oilers didn't complain about it, so obviously they felt that the right call was made. Yeah, I guess if he's in the action, it's just I guess like not I guess, but around the league, the confidence in the refing is it's kind of all over. So I'm wondering if they got lost in the melee. So I, yeah, I just saw a replay way way later into the game, and it looked way closer than than at first would have thought. But. Right. All right, you okay. want to finish the play? 
Sure. All right. You already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online at jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code CHED. Slapper by Anderson blocked. Here's Nugent Hopkins for a breakaway. In over the line. Wrist shot. Save Talbot. Rebound. Spun to the corner. All right. Uh... Dustin, I don't know what to ask you, so I'm just going to put your name in the grand prize draw for one hour fast track indoor karting. How's that sound? <laughs> of all the things that happened tonight, I just, you know, you can enjoy it. Yeah, I know it was a save. <laughs> Valued at 1000 bucks. Thanks for calling, buddy. For safe adrenaline pumping fun, fast track karting edmonton.com. 780-496-0063. Let's go back to Calgary. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett against you must like the uh, the start from from your group tonight I, I heard our players talking about that actually before the game they were they were saying we need a better start than we've been getting and uh, and certainly they took care of that for us tonight eight one and two in your last 11 just what maybe has changed for this group the last two three weeks uh, you know what we got through the halfway point we made a couple of adjustments on things we've uh, you know we've kind of tweaked our lines a little bit and uh, really got into a rhythm you know we've, we've played well we're, uh, our team feels a little more balanced right now. Uh, our goaltending has uh, has been real solid, so it's uh, it's it's been a real good team effort. I know you guys think that we make a bigger deal of all this physical stuff than it should be, but there has been a lot of it the last couple of games, Tim. What do you as a group get out of it? It gives you all these highlights to play on TV before it comes. But as a group, when you have battles like that and go through, you know, fights and scraps. It's, ri- it's rivalries. It's it's competitiveness. You know, like for our group, you know, we we uh, we needed a win against these guys. You know, we thought we played real well last game and didn't get the win. We needed to, we needed a win against these guys. So our guys played accordingly. And and there's just a lot of emotion in the game. I mean, every game builds up a little bit. There's just a lot of emotion. When's the last time you were involved in a game that had a goalie fight? And who were the goalies? Ah, gee, I don't even know. I don't know if Schmidty might have gotten a fight when I was in Dallas. Maybe I. You said that was the first one. Huh? I know he fought in the East Coast League one time or something. I think, but. <laughs> I, I can't even remember when. I, I, there's probably been a couple, but uh, back in the old IHL days, it was probably a couple. But none that I remember. I'm too old for that now. The game's changed, isn't it? <laughs> but as a coach, you have to maybe sit back on a night and, and you evaluate how your players react in these situations. How do you feel you're, you know, you're I like happy? The way I, I like the way our players played tonight. Right from the drop of the puck we played, that second period was probably as dominating a period as we played all year. Talbot came in, I think he had six or seven like outstanding saves or the game could have really got out of hand. So I like the way we played. We played with emotion. We played hard. We came in with a real purpose to to win and uh, and we did. All right. Oilers did indeed win 8-3. Eric listening in Toronto texting in. Eric, thanks for staying up. He says uh, long-time listener, first-time texter. When was the last Oilers Flames rivalry that had this kind of animosity. That's a good question. I mean, I remember that 1991 playoff series as incredible hockey and intense hatred. That's maybe the best playoff series I ever saw. And I know it was, you know, after the 80s, but I think that's the best series ever between the two teams. It had everything. Well, I mean, and I know Gretzky, you know, was gone and all that stuff, but it was incredible. But I mean, that would be the most recent. Like even even that would be the most because the others, what is it? Thirteen years, thirteen, twelve out of thirteen they missed made the playoffs. Well, 13 here's, or 14? here's here's basically what's happened since '91, and I know both teams went to the Stanley Cup Finals as Cinderella teams, but either both teams have been bad, or the Oilers have been bad and the Flames have been good. Yeah, they they haven't you know, both like that's been basically good. a summary of the last thirty years. And even the year they went to the finals, the Oilers weren't good until. I mean, they they made the playoffs on the second last day of the season. Yeah. So it's not like the the others were were world beaters back then. So, yeah, it's been since then. It's, you only have a rivalry if both teams are good. If both teams are not good, it's not a rivalry because no one cares. No one turns on the game to watch it. No one wants to listen. Yeah. Well, Detroit and Colorado weren't in the same state, you know, but. The, they they were both good, good teams at the same time yes. in the Western Conference. So right. the, that's the thing is the Oilers and the Flames are both good hockey clubs right now, and they're playing important games. But what's so funny about this, and you brought it up, the the Oilers dominate this game, and, and Calgary's good too. But Calgary losing this game is now in a wild card spot, whereas if flip flop, the Oilers would have lost, they would have been in a wild card spot. 
but the two points the Oilers got tonight puts them a little further ahead of Arizona, who only got one point tonight. Uh, the, it puts them a little ahead of Minnesota. Uh, the Chicago is creeping up. The, that's the team to watch right now in the Western Conference, the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the, they, for s- somehow, uh, with smoke and mirrors, have turned uh, this into a pretty good season for themselves. They're knocking on the, the wild card door. So a huge two points for the Edmonton Oilers for standing-wise and a huge two points, as Dave Tippett talked about, because they finally beat the Calgary Flames. All right, you'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl, who had four assists. Edmonton wins 8-3 in Calgary. This is Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Yamamoto, a goal and an assist. The Nugent Hopkins, an insurance goal a few minutes ago. Haas, high slot, score! Caleb Jones, a slapper from the point. 6-3, Edmonton. Jones, goals on back-to-back nights. There, there are so many good stories tonight for the Oilers that we're not talking about as much as we might have if it were a 4-2 win without any fighting and good for Caleb Jones to score in back-to-back games. Got one yesterday against the Blues. That one today made it 6-3 for the Oilers in the second period. They go on to win 8-3 over the Calgary Flames. Okay, we have Maui Zach on line four. Go ahead, Zach. Oh, how's it going, guys? I hope I can keep my thoughts straight with so much to talk about. Uh, so a couple uh, couple comments and a question. Uh, I'll work towards it here quickly. Uh, one, who, who does your editing for that uh, finish the place? That's, that's a comedy bit now. Uh, number two, uh, uh, nice to hear Talbot there. Come on, skate note to engage Smith. My God. I mean, he's given up a few inches for at the very least, and uh, I, I don't know about uh, Talbot or uh, uh, coach's stats there because uh, Smith fought just last year, and I'm pretty sure he's been in a number of battles. But my question is, uh, uh, I had a good feeling about tonight because uh, you know the first game we got blown out. Uh, the uh, the second game was close to Cassie and Kachuk thing, and we lost. But uh, and then last time went to overtime, so I had a good feeling we were we were on the right path to win tonight. Uh, had, had no idea it was going to be as as mind blowing as it was. My question is now: if we live, if we win the last game in Calgary, uh, do we win? Do we? Uh, uh, win the tiebreaker because I think the first game gets thrown out yeah, and the then maybe it goes, Calgary it goes against. Yeah, but the, the the other tiebreakers are games won in overtime, uh, then games won... Sorry, the, the first tiebreaker is regulation wins. The second tiebreaker is regulation plus overtime wins. Then the third tiebreaker is any number of wins. Then the fourth tiebreaker is head-to-head wins. And then it's goal differential after that for the entire regular season. So Edmonton, when it comes to a tiebreaker, Edmonton still could win the season series against Calgary because you're right, the first game in Calgary won't count for that. But there are other there are other things that come into account first. And Smith did not fight last year. There hasn't been a goalie fight since 2013. Smith's only other NHL fight was in 08-09. Oh, not a goalie fight. I was thinking uh, uh, Lucic and him went last year, right? Oh, but it didn't actually. It wasn't actually a fight. They were. They were. Uh, I they guess swung, not. But it I wasn't classified not. as actually a fight. Yes. Thanks, Maui Zach. But you know what I'm saying. Yes, I do remember. All that right, for bye. Sure. Yeah. Well, Smith isn't afraid to get involved. I mean, we've seen him poke at guys even this year with the Oilers. Well, we saw him fight today. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be afraid either if I could throw punches like he could. Uh, entertaining. It was certainly entertaining. And uh, it's funny because Talbot, we didn't know the rule on it either, and obviously Talbot didn't know the rule either when he went out to center ice. He wasn't expecting to get thrown out of the game. And I hear how he's apologizing to his, his goaltending partner who had to go back in the game after being pulled. So... Uh, so we aren't the only two dummies out there that didn't know what was supposed to happen. He had four assists tonight. He is on fire, 22 points in his last 11 games. Here's Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, it was uh, um, good. good first period from us. Um, obviously a good start. Um, I think we've been, we've been learning that part of the game where you know, we start better, we start on time, and um, yeah, it's showing. 
It's been a bit of a weird one too against Calgary. They seem to get the early goals against you guys, so it's nice to kind of flip the script a little bit. Yeah, it was a good start. Uh, obviously, we've lost a few few games against them uh, this season, so uh, we we wanted to come out strong and, and come out fast. So uh, it's a good start for us. But you didn't want to stoke the flames at all. Did that flip of the stick and stare down Bobby last game, and did it? Uh, it's just it's just disrespectful, you know. We hit two posts, and and he's celebrating like. I don't know. They just won the Stanley Cup, you know. I, I get it. They're excited. Um, you know, good for them. They won the game in the shootout, but show some respect. I, I think that's my opinion. You like the way your team kind of responded as a group to the physical stuff tonight. Yeah, absolutely. We stick together in here. Um, you know, it was great. Uh, guys that you don't don't see, uh, you know, getting in the rust of a lot. Uh, you know, they're stepping up for each other, and um, it's huge. It shows a lot of character in a group. What does it mean to see Mike Smith get involved in the fight too? Uh, I think that's obviously just the. Ch- on top a little bit, um, you know. Um, respect to to both goalies for for doing that. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Smitty's a tough uh, uh, tough tough customer out there. So um, that was an entertaining game. So Leon Dreisaitl calling it disrespectful. The stick flip by Riddick on Wednesday night saying the, we hit two goalposts and they're celebrating like they won the Stanley Cup. So, Rob, you're right. They'll remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. A lot of things are going to be remembered. Well, yeah, and they showed there was a really good uh, picture of Leon going off the ice afterwards, and you could see him looking back at the goaltender, and it was just a, a mental image that he that he capped. And whatever it takes to, to get you that extra little burst the next time you play. I mean, that was a frustrating night for Leon. He didn't have a good night. He looked fatigued, absolutely exhausted on the shootout attempt. It was stopped, and the coach, or the goalie celebrated. He got his back tonight in a huge win for the Oilers. All right, 8-3 Edmonton wins. Uh, if you're hanging on the phone line, we will get to you. We have a lot of people chiming in tonight, obviously, and we'll play uh, Jack's call of the fights coming out of this commercial break. Overtime open line for Heartland Ford. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Nurse has scored from that angle before. Bear shot redirected behind Talbot, poked in by Gagne, but it's going to be waved off. And now Talbot lands a couple of shots on Gagne. And yeah, there's history. And there's history between Giordano and Gagne. Goes after Mark Giordano and held from behind, and now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Mangiapane and Jason. Giordano has Gagne wrapped up, and Matthew Kachuk and Ethan Bear are going to drop the gloves. Bear belts him with the right hand. Kachuk counters with a straight right. Right hook, Ethan Bear. Left jab, Matthew Kachuk. And now we're going to have a goalie fight. Bear throws the right hand. Here comes Cam Talbot and Mike Smith. They're going to go at center ice. Talbot short with the right hand. Jack Michaels with the call. That was a very good call. And it's funny, while he was doing that, they actually had it on TV. So we're watching Jack's call of the, the video. It looked really, really good. Five minutes after midnight, Oilers win the game 8-3. The Oilers are 8-1-2 and two in their last 11. They're second in the Pacific Division. We'll give you the full scoreboard a, a little bit later on, but uh, so much to talk about in this game. We're having fun doing it. Jason says, uh, what have you thought about Johnny Goudreau with the Flames? Don't think he's been really noticeable, and his stats are down. Well, it's funny. I said to you, I think it was halfway through the game tonight, I said, Johnny doesn't look like the same player that we've seen in the last number of years. I'm a huge Johnny Goudreau fan. I love watching him play. Uh, Normally, when he's on the ice, you're just glued to him because he's a special kind of player. But the last few games... Uh, that we've seen him, and obviously we, I don't see a lot of Flames games, just the ones they play against Edmonton, uh, don't notice him. And you and I have talked, and you've said it, and I agree with you, Lindholm, to me, is the Flames' best player. I just think he's the best all yeah. around. He's always yeah. around the play. And I think, and I, and I agree, and I think Kachuk is their second best player. And I don't know, it, players have off years. They have off half years, off months. I mean, Leon Dreisel was leading the league in scoring. He had a, an off December. Yeah, he where called he was, himself crap. And he, he was awful in the month of December. Uh, Goudreau, uh, he has not looked like the player that I have seen play in the past. He's not near as dominant. I hope, 
I hope that he gets it turned around and we get to see the Johnny Goudreau that we've seen in the past because when he's playing at his best, he's an exi- a very exciting player to watch. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Cam on the line. Cam, go ahead. Hello? All right, we might not have Cam, so we will go to Scott instead. Scott, go ahead, buddy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. <laughs> good, good. I'll just, uh, I want to echo Rob's comments there, too, on Lucic and just on that uh, a comment about Johnny Gaudreau, too. Uh, ironically, I think we noticed Lucic, Lucic offensively more than Johnny Gaudreau tonight. But, um, yeah, no, I think Lucic is, I mean, I'm a Lucic. Here's a Lucic fan when he was here with the others, but he's got to throw a big hit, don't you think? Like, he's got to do something physically, like... Yeah, I don't know. I, if I was a Flames fan, I'd be pretty disappointed. But anyways, that's all I wanted to say. So have a good night, guys. All right. Appreciate it, Scott. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Oilers win it 8-3. Do we have the uh, Ethan Bear interview, Kellen? He got in a fight tonight. Let's uh, go back to Calgary. Here's Bear. Tough like, Tell us what some a game like this does for a team. You come into Calgary, you win, you fight. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know, I think it shows a lot of character in our group. I mean, everyone was willing to to go to distance for the win, and um, you know, I think we we were lost three games to these guys, so it was you know it was, uh, it was a big one for us, and we were coming in with you know everything we had. Did you guys stop fighting to watch the goalies fight? Uh, no, the, the ref actually got in there and said a few things to us to stop. But uh, once I seen that, though, I was fired up still. That was good. <laughs> Why has this team been so good since the end of December? Um, I think we're just sticking together. Honestly, uh, we had a lot of breaks where we, um, you know, had a lot of five-on-five goals against, and I think we're just kind of, I think. Letting our offense come from defense, not really uh, helping each other out in the back end and, and getting those short share passes. And everyone's working into position, so uh, I think we're just working for each other, and then you know it's showing. All right, that is Ethan Bear of your Edmonton Oilers. His first NHL fight tonight. Bear got an assist tonight. Played 20 minutes and 47 seconds. Uh, minus one, two shots on goal, blocked a shot as the Oilers beat the Calgary Flames. 8-3. Their next game is going to be in Arizona. That'll be on Tuesday. It'll start at 8 o'clock. All right, we have uh, Tony on line 6. Go ahead, Tony. Hey, how's it going, boys? Good. Best battle over I've seen in a long, long time. Um, I got a few points to make. Uh, first one, it was nice seeing in uh, Bear drop the gloves with Chuck. You know, the other night I was actually thinking to myself, like, when is Bear going to start showing, like, his real physicality part? Him dropping the gloves tonight was a huge step in that direction. Um, so, as you know, Chuck and Cassie got into a little bit of a tip the, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, do you think Talbot's going to get any kind of repercussion after what he did to um, Sam Gagne after? I don't know. There's a specific uh, there's a specific word that it's called, but um, for basically hitting Sam Gagne while he was down. Well, I saw actually someone tweeted me a shot from the rule book that technically, if a goalie hits a player with his blocker, he's supposed to get a match penalty. That was not assessed today, um, so I don't know if if they don't if they don't uh, assess a match penalty, I, I would doubt anything else would happen. Okay, now I was wondering because I remember the you know I remember Cassian ragdolled um, to Chuck, and in my opinion, and I'm not trying to not being biased or anything like this, but. I think that bat, that basket, like basketing um, Sam Gagne was probably either worse, either worse or equal to what a catch did to Chuck that night. No, no, I disagree. I don't think it's as bad. Not even close. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Skyler's on the line. Go ahead, Skyler. Hey, how's it going? Good. I was just wondering about this lineup uh, heading into the trade deadline. What kind of moves you guys think should be made? Any? they should just roll with the guys they have right now? It's a um, good question. I think it might depend on Benson's impact, first of all. Yeah, that's a good point, Reed. Uh, I honestly believe that the Oilers need someone to play with Connor McDavid. I do. Yeah. I think I think the, their second line is solidified so much that it's now become their first line. I think that that line is perfect. Uh, Connor, though, it, 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 five on five, not a whole lot happening for Connor. Everything that's happening is him by himself. I think tonight Casting got a goal. That was his first goal in a month. I think they just, I, I don't know. I think James Neal would be better a little further down the lineup and as a power play guy. 
but I think they need someone on the first line with a little more speed and thinks the game like Connor does. Maybe Benson is the guy. Maybe he gets an opportunity, and that'll be the jump start that they need on their, their top line. But if that's not the case, then I think somebody that could play in the top line that's capable of putting the puck in the net and keeping up with Connor. I think that's something they'll be looking for at the deadline. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're not going to trade the first-round pick, Skyler, so that probably takes a, a Peugeot or a similar player of that caliber out of the question. So, I don't know. I mean, Jim Matheson's written a little bit about Benino. He's written about the, I can't pronounce his name, the guy from Detroit. Oh, you. Yeah, who's got a ton of speed. I'm not sure he's got the hands to go at the speed, but he, he would be pretty close to Connor McDavid fast. So that'd be an interesting one, and he's having a horrible year in, in Detroit this year, so I don't know what it would take to get him out. But yeah, no, I, I think they want to solidify their top six. I don't think, I think they're one player short in their top six right now. Well, and I also think they could use a better third liner too. Yeah. What do you? Th- what, what, where would you aim, Skyler? I, I think speed is key, right? You want to have guys that can keep up with Connor and can help on the rush, right? I think a lot of the time we see him Heading into the offensive zone, and he's 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 almost ahead of the play a little bit, right? So yeah, that's a good he point. Guys, that can that can skate with him, and and it kind of makes a big difference. Yeah, that's fair. Thanks, Skyler. Thanks for listening. Yep. Have a good night. Oilers win eight three over the Calgary Flames. Let's uh, quickly do the scoreboard here for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. Busy night. Ducks beat the Kings 3-1. Lightning over the Sharks 3-0. Sabres beat the Blue Jackets 2-1 in overtime. Canadians shut out the Panthers 4-zip. The Canucks, another win. 4-3 in overtime against the Islanders. Jets beat the Blues 5-2. Maple Leafs over the Senators 2-1 in OT. Rangers shut out Detroit 1-0. Dallas wins 3-2 in overtime against New Jersey. Flyers double the Avalanche 6-3. Blackhawks beat the Coyotes 3-2 in a shootout. Golden Knights shut out Nashville 3-0. Bruins hammer the Wild 6-1. So again, those uh, Pacific Division standings. It is Vancouver 64 points in 52 games. Edmonton 62 in 52. Vegas 61 in 54. Calgary 60 in 53. Arizona 59 in 54. So Edmonton in second place, they and the Canucks have played the fewest number of games out of those teams, so the Canucks two points ahead of Edmonton. The Oil Kings beat the Winnipeg Ice 4-1, and the Oilers farm team, Bakersfield, losing 4-1 to the Flames farm team, the Stockton Heat. Did I miss anything? I think you got everything. Did you do the Oil Kings game? Yes, 4-1 over Winnipeg. There you go. And the Oilers win 8-3 against the Flames. Uh, 49 shots for the Oilers is the most this season. And 24 in the second period ties a team record. Which is pretty amazing, some of the teams that the Oilers have had in the past. What you got to like about the, the shots, too, I was looking at the stats, 41 of those were even strength. A lot of times when you get 45, 50 shots in a game, it's bloated by a lot of power plays, and you get 15, 16, 17 shots on the power play. Tonight, the Oilers, 5-on-5, five five were dominant. And that has been an Achilles heel for the Oilers, over the last number of years, but tonight against the Calgary Flames, five on five, there was uh, it was it wasn't a contest. The others were that much better. That bodes well going forward. Huge game coming up again Tuesday in Arizona. Again, trying to push teams behind you just a little further back. The Oilers had 24 shots in the third period of a 6-2 win over the Avalanche, October 15th, 1997. I remember that game. That record. That was a great game too. <laughs> All right. I don't even know if I can name a... Does Joe, Joe Sack would have been playing there still then, wouldn't he? Him in Forsberg? We have Kim calling in. Go ahead, Kim. Hi, Kim. All Hello? Right. Oh, Kim, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, so I was just wondering, so when guys are fighting usually and they take their helmets off, they get suspended, I, I think. Um, with the, both goalies taking their helmets off and fighting... Is there going to be something that happens with them? I mean, that's a great question. I don't think there will be anything, but that is a good question because I, I don't know what the rule is. But you're not allowed to take your helmet off because guys used to it their shields. But it, 
It wasn't. It was a fine or something. Or it was. Oh, you know, I think it was an extra penalty. Yes. It was an extra penalty. It used to be with guys with shields would take their shield off. I've seen two where two fighters have gone at it where they've actually undone the other guy's helmets and took the other guy's helmets off for them, and then they would go and fight. But yeah, it, I just found it. It's supposed to be an unsportsmanlike penalty. I. You know what, Kim? That's a great question. Um, they assess so many penalties <laughs> on the goalies as it was. Cam Talbot already had five penalties maybe, in the game. Maybe, that would have been maybe six. Maybe they weren't too worried about that. But, th- the, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. All right. Thanks, boys. Okay. That is Kim calling in. 780-496-0063. I never even thought of that. Neither did I. That is There's pretty probably good. a lot of this game that we're not thinking to talk about. <laughs> well, things that don't happen. We don't even know the rules for these things because we never see it happen. Well, that's the, that's the amazing thing because we were talking when, as soon as they started fighting, I said to you, I think they're ejected. And you said, is that still a rule? So we both knew it had, it had been, been a rule, rule yes. but you hardly, when do you see two fights? Well, Sometimes you don't see two fights in a month with mm-hmm. the team that you're following, you know, let alone three in a game and two virtually at the same time. So that that was the thing. And then, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good question by Kim. Maybe they just, goalie fights are so rare, they're getting, I mean, they're already, they're going to, if, if goalies fight, they're already going to get seven minutes for leaving the crease. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I guess they they don't think they have to just keep slapping guys with penalties. Uh, I mean, the, the, it's funny though. The, the reason they put the rule in about taking the helmets off is guys were getting hit and getting stunned and then banging their heads off the ice with a goaltender. If he takes it completely off, I mean, at the end of the fight, uh, Smith threw a huge haymaker, and this was what th- when Talbot was three quarters of the way down. If he connects, he hits. Talbot right in the face. Talbot's head's going to bounce off the ice. We're talking serious type of injury for Talbot. I mean, concussion at at, at best. So, yeah, it, it would be prudent for the goaltenders to keep their masks on to fight because in, they did it because of injuries. But I think since this is the first fight in seven years, I don't think they really need a rule for it. It doesn't happen near enough. 8-3, the Oilers win it. That's another amazing thing, and even some of the post-game comments we've had. A, a lot of players in this game would have never been in a game with a goalie fight. Oh, for sure. Like, they, just because of how... It doesn't happen anymore. Yep. And, 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 I mean, you've told many stories about fights in warm-up where it was, <laughs> like, literally 20-on-20, 20 20, and mm-hmm. then, you know, a few guys might get kicked out, but most of you were like, okay, come back for the game. But, yeah, I mean, many, many players were... Saying, "Well, I've, I've never, I've never seen that in person. Never been in a game where that happened." Well, we didn't get to see it in person, but we had the enjoyment of watching it on TV. All right, we have uh, Scott on line two. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, hey guys, uh, it's good to be alive, isn't it? I mean, that was like going back to the '80s. I think if any young person wonders what it was like watching the Oilers in the '80s, they got to see it tonight. That was the, the fact that you can have a five-goal differential be that exciting was amazing. That was a great game. But I wanted to throw a little of Gagne's way. Um, first off the shot, beautiful. Uh, but uh, even the first game against Calgary, you know, even before the fights, we were, we were kind of in that doldrum. And we started to pick it up a little. And when I look back at the game, it's Gagne. You know, he has a shift where he throws a check, uh, he steals a puck, and then he makes a play around the net. And it just kind of... and. And you can see these are like kind of like the intentional choices. And it, I just love that gamesmanship the guy brings, where he's like watching the game and he realizes that the, the team is kind of in a torpor and he takes action to pull it out. And, uh, and just some great plays. He's still got some soft hands. Uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that in all the stories of tonight, he didn't get forgotten. Well, it's a good point because at one point of the game, Reed and I did start talking off air. I said, Gagne's playing quite well, and he's he understands the game. I think the best word to describe Gagne is professional. He understands each and every game he plays, it might be a different role than the game before. We've seen him play on the first line, which is on the first line you're trying to create offensively. We've seen him in the, a checking role at times. So he knows, okay, get the pucks out, get the pucks in, save plays. We've seen him in the fourth line, which means you bring energy. Uh, you be physical if you have to. Uh, smart plays. And when he was here, when he was in his big years here, he was a very creative player and it would make you know, high-risk plays at time because he would get away with some, but not always. But he's taken that away from his game. Now everything is safe about him, and he's earned the trust of the coaching staff. 
And he's a guy that can play anywhere in your lineup, top line, fourth line. He can play different positions. He can play center. He can play wing. And then tonight you saw a little bit of uh, the offensive prowess that he still has in his repertoire. That I mean, it's probably a goal that Riddick should have, but it was an absolute bomb that was bar down. So good on him. He's he's trying every time he steps on the ice, he's trying to prolong his career. And we there I think Jim Matheson wrote something in the paper, talked about an NHL scout that said July first he becomes UFA. Teams will still look at him because he's a professional and teams need players like him on their team. All right, the Oilers take it eight three. Kellen, let's wind her down. Let's, as I throw to the end, we'll play Jack's uh, play-by-play one more time because people are loving that. Dreisaitl gets four assists. McDavid scores twice, also scoring for the Oilers. Nuge, Haas on a penalty shot. Gagne, Jones, Yamamoto, and Cassian scored in the first 65 seconds. 8-3 Oilers win. Get more on 630Ched.com and on globalnews.ca. Our next game broadcast, 6 o'clock face-off show on Tuesday, 8 o'clock puck drop, another one in the Pacific Division as the Oilers take on the Coyotes. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Did a great job bringing you all the highlights. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. A wild one, a memorable one, an Oilers 8-3 win over the Flames. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Nurses scored from that angle before. Bear shot redirected behind Talbot, poked in by Gagne, but it's going to be waved off. And now Talbot lands a couple of shots on Gagne. Yeah, there's and history. Quickly, there's history between Gagne Giordano and Gagne. goes after Mark Giordano and hit him twice. And now he's being held from behind. And now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Mangiapane and Jason. Giordano has Gagne wrapped up. And Matthew Kachuk and Ethan Bear Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.